You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, welcome into a scoop session here on Score North, Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. He is our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. And he was inside the Vikings locker room yesterday on, I guess you'd call it clean out day for the Vikings after their, uh, their seven and 10 adventure. So let's just start there. What did you, we'll get to some Kirk Cousins stuff specifically, cause he, he was asked about his contract situation, but what did you sort of learn and glean in that locker room yesterday, Dukes? Well, hello, Phil. Hello, Judd. Hello, Declan. Before I get to that, a shout out to loyal listeners slash viewer. Travis, connected with Travis at a pickleball party. Travis. My good buddy Nate celebrated his 50th birthday on Friday. Met Travis. He is in love with everything we do at Score North. So, Travis, thank you for your Travis. listenership. Thank you, you for your viewership. Yes, I was in the locker room for a good – we were supposed to be in there for an hour and a half, but so many guys were in there over the course of about 40 minutes. They kicked us out after about 50 minutes. But I ended up connecting with a number of guys. And a few guys turned me down, including Alexander Madison. Well within his right, but I certainly wanted to ask Alexander about just the goofiness of the year. Literally did not have a rushing touchdown. How weird was that? They invested good money in him, Brutal. guaranteed 93% of his contract. So if you're like, hey, after that year, time to move on from Madison, most of his contract for 2024 guaranteed. is guaranteed. Yeah, so like, I guess you could trade him if you wanted to, or you just say, hey, you know what? weird year like you'll bounce back like you can't be the lead guy but there is a role for you so i found You're that back. interesting yeah from a new standpoint byron murphy jr this is the first time i heard this told me grade three mcl tear that's the knee injury he claimed to me it happened i'll have to go back and watch the video see if something jumps out but third play december 16th game in cincinnati so he ended up via adrenaline, I guess, finished that game. But that's like a six to seven to eight week type recovery. So there was never any chance he was coming back for that Lions game on Christmas Eve, that Packers game on New Year's Eve, or that season finale at Detroit on Sunday. Dalton Reisner, always available. I sure hope from a media good guy standpoint, he is back. He made it very, very clear. He wants to be back, but he also wants clarity a bit sooner. Then last off season, he promised. Yeah. He goes, I'm not then taking October? this into July or August again or October. <laughs> I'd love to know where I'm living before, I don't know, like October 20th. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, and I think <laughs> it's mutual. Like, I'll be surprised if they can't find a happy medium where Dalton Reisner, like, isn't back. Like, that's one I absolutely can see that Reisner is back. Daniil Hunter, something I've alluded to multiple times going back multiple weeks on this segment that Daniil Hunter, I mean, he verbalized it to me that he absolutely wants to be back to me where that gets interesting is this is his first time unrestricted free agency. His love affair with Andre Patterson is real. It's still real to this day. 
they have a rock solid relationship. Now, Declan, correct me if I'm wrong. Andre survived everything that took place with the Giants yesterday. There was a bit of a house cleaning. Well, yeah, they, I don't they know what Andre Patterson's house. future is. Oh, I don't know. But wherever Andre Patterson lands, or if he remains with the New York Giants, I would keep an eye on wherever Andre is. We know that Jacksonville had legit interest last offseason. They are changing their defensive staff. They free-falled in December. Now, Josh Allen down there, really, yeah. really good pass rusher. But would they perhaps invest in two pass rushers? They still have Trevor Lawrence on the rookie contract. So it's still keep an eye on Jacksonville. But to me, Ryan Flores, I don't know if he's going anywhere. I have a hard time believing he's going somewhere. Like, he really likes it here. I was told, heck, over the weekend, his kids really love going to the school they go to in Edina. Right? So you factor a lot of things in. You know, just with the pending litigation, it's hard to see Brian Flores leaving. So I think as long as Flores is back, he wants Daniil Hunter here. The question is, can they make the money work? But Hunter absolutely verbalized, hey, I really, really like it here. I want to be back. And yeah, I mean, I was among, Phil, we can transition to Kirk Cousins. I was among about 15 to 18 reporters in that group, you know, for lack of a better term, grope of throwing Kirk Cousins questions for about eight minutes yesterday. So off of that portion, uh, Dukes, what stood out to you? Because in going through Cousins' quotes, they were interesting. It sounds like he's definitely a guy who would consider uh, coming back. But um, as far as the hometown discount question, at least how it came across in what I read, it did not read like he will, you know, like he is prepared to automatically give the Vikings a break. It sounds like he might want, like the term of the contract might be more important than the financials, though, which I find to be very intriguing given the circumstances here and Kirk's age. Yeah, I mean, that to me is the headline. Now, we need to decipher a little bit, right? Read between the lines because he didn't necessarily clarify. But when he's speaking of structure, here's the question. Does he need three years fully guaranteed? Or is it two years fully guaranteed? If you're the Vikings, would you fully guarantee two years? Or do you need some sort of out after the first year? How is the contract structured? That's the way I interpreted the structure comment. Nothing to do with the organization, you know, or, you know, the flow of, you know, Phillips and, you know, the quarterback's coach and Kevin O'Connell, anything like that. Like, to me, it was all... How is the contract structured? There is interest. Like, the Vikings absolutely have interest in retaining Kirk Cousins. The interest is mutual. He wants to be back. But, like, he's such a man of faith, right? Like, if Atlanta just blows him out of the water. That's a hypothetical, by the way. It got aggregated a bunch late last week. That somehow I'm reporting that the Falcons are, like, all in on Kirk Cousins. I don't know that. I'm connecting logical dots. Yeah. All right? But... Let's say the Falcons hypothetically throw him a bunch of money. Like, I think his faith in God, conviction, all that, like, if it's, like, way, way more money, like, he really is going to it's take a, si- a home discount to yeah. come back here. I'm sorry. I n- don't necessarily see that. Like, I think he's enough of a man of conviction where he can sell himself on the idea of there being a better opportunity elsewhere. But I think deep down – He really does like it here. Kevin O'Connell enjoys working with Kirk. Many of his teammates, Brian O'Neill verbalized this. Others did. How much they thoroughly enjoy being around Kirk, having Kirk as a teammate. But, Jed, I'm telling you, 
My interpretation is all about what will the structure of the contract look like? And hey, hometown discount, but you mean to tell me with 10 to 12 quarterbacks making $40 million plus a year that he's willing to come back for less than he made this year, which was what, about $35 million? So you mean to tell me he'd come back at $32 million or $33 million or even at that same number or a tick above? I still have a hard time believing that, but I believe what he was alluding to was the structure of the contract, bottom line, how much are they willing to guarantee me? Super interesting. And and the, and we've kind of touched on this, but you, you mentioned the word structure. The, the two things that I underlined and bolded in the quotes were, were it's not about the dollars because he's he has he talked about, hey, I am financially blessed beyond anything I ever could have imagined. He's made a quarter of a billion dollars playing football. That doesn't account for like endorsement money off the field stuff. Right. And it's not like he lives like this lavish lifestyle. Right. I mean, you know, the family enjoys some nice vacations. Right. I mean, it's not like he's living in a, you know, two bedroom apartment. Right. But it's not like he's got 14 cars. Right. Sure. You know, Daniel Hunter loves his cars. He's and got that's eight fine. vans is what he he's had. able to support Mr. that hobby. Right. But like Coles and all that Coles cash. I mean, there's some legitimacy to Kirk Cousins not living this lavish lifestyle. So point is, you know, yes, he's made millions upon millions, but it's not like he's spending millions upon millions. But when he says it's not about the dollars, it's about what the dollars represent. That means it's about the dollars. I mean, it, like if he if he's if if it's not about the dollars then you would stop at. And by the way, I'm not faulting him at all. And I think I think agencies and players association, they want him to make as much money. Right. But when he says it's not about the dollars, period. OK. But when you say it's not about the dollars, it's about what the dollars represent, then it's still about the dollars. And then you throw in structure. And I'm if I'm him too, I want as much money as possible. I also want to win, but like I want to be represented. I want I want my play to be represented financially so that I'm not the 30th paid quarterback, right? And structure, to me, when he says structure, that means how long am I locked in right. here for? I don't want it to be a one year and then replace situation. When he says structure, he's talking about, I think at least two years of guarantee. I know I'm going to be here. If you're the Vikings, can you continue to run this back for a seventh year and eighth year knowing, and I got smoked for saying this on purple daily yesterday, that you were actually closer to winning a super bowl the year before you signed cousins seven years ago than you are right now, or any of the six years he's been here. How often are you going to like? How long are you going to continue to do the same dance with him? Another year, another two years, until thirty-seven, thirty-eight. They have to figure that out, Dukes, in the next two months. Well, they do. I mean, these are conversations constantly taking place, not necessarily like specifically like that. But yeah, what does the future look like? We've touched on this. I mean, to me, they've been stuck in middle purgatory for a really long time. But what is exactly the alternative? So you're at pick eleven, Phil. What guarantee do you have that you're hitting on a quarterback there? Well, there's, right? there are no guarantees. So I think there's, they risk, are there's risk in everything. Afraid of the risk involved with that. That Kevin O'Connell really enjoys Kirk, that they can win enough games. You know, heck, outside of San Francisco this year, if you want to make a case for Dallas, but doesn't the NFC seem relatively wide open? Like, let's just play this thing out. So the Vikings were four and four. They were on their way to that win at Green Bay on October 29th, right? So four and four. If Kirk doesn't tear his Achilles, 
I mean, I think the Vikings make the playoffs. I really do believe that. Maybe they don't win the division, so maybe they're in as a six or a seven or maybe the five. But, like, to me, they would have had a chance. They absolutely would have had a chance with this defense. Now, hey, I get it. The defense from the fourth quarter of the Cincinnati game on folded. All right? But enough signs that the defense could make enough plays that this offensive line, and I get it, offensive line now currently dinged up or was banged up at the end of the year, but a better offensive line that I thought they had a chance. So do they have that feeling in the building that, hey, we would have been four and four. We would have been on our way to a playoff spot that, hey, let's see if we can run this thing back that we're not that far away. And to me, even next year, 2024, the more wide open of the two conferences. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Here's the thing, though, and, and like, yeah, they're, they're going to play that game. But I would guess the scenario you just laid out is where they likely think that they should go, right? Like, oh, if we just, if if this, this, that, the other, right? Get Daniel Hunter back in the mix. But you, you use the word risk. And this is where I push back on the notion that moving on, people people think moving on from Kirk and drafting a quarterback is risky. And it is. Like, there is risk involved. But there's a lot of risk involved in being the 11th pick which doesn't happen very often for the Vikings in a quarterback thick draft, the risk of passing on a guy that might be your franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years and on a rookie scale contract for five years in favor of grinding your way to nine or 10 wins. Like to me, that's also, that's even more risky. If your goal is to win a Super Bowl. they signed Kirk Cousins six years ago. And I don't, and I, again, when they did it, I think it was the right move. And they passed on Lamar Jackson in the draft a couple months later. And no one talks about that being a risk. Well, no, the, the safe bet is Kirk Cousins. We know what we're getting with him versus the unknown of the rookies in the draft. But sometimes the unknowns, the risk is passing on the unknowns because they could lead your franchise for 10 to 12 years. I get it. Why can't you have the best of both worlds then? I mean, it's what we've discussed, that you find the structure to get Kirk back that's the sticking point, though. Like, Judd, are you guaranteeing Kirk two years? I have a hard time believing he's coming back without two I can't years minimum fully guaranteed. Well, But could you find a way to convince him to re-sign whatever that structure looks like and you go quarterback at pick 11? Or maybe you move back from 11. You end up with McCarthy or Penix or Bo Nix. Maybe you don't end up with Daniels from LSU. But that you move back, accumulate another pick, or two to go grab an edge rusher, an interior defensive lineman. I mean, there's all sorts of different possibilities like that, which also includes, by the way, if you identify Drake May as the guy, and hey, there are many draft pundits that have suggested Drake May is the ideal fit for Kevin O'Connell. Okay, well, go up and get him. You know, I mean, I don't know what that would look like. Judd, I know you tossed out on a social media video the 2024 first, so pick 11, the 2025 first, your second round pick, yeah, that was whatever it takes. I mean, it's a boatload of picks to go yeah. from 11 to where, where do you need to get to? Two or three? Yeah, yeah well, probably uh, for, for Drake May, at least two. 
if not because and and he might be one we don't know now now i said Jaden daniels at three if you can get the patriots pick but i don't know where, where he is going to go i think he's probably gone within like the top six for sure i think he is too i mean after what he just did at lsu i get it yeah i'll tell you what he is really really good the durability would worry me just that body frame yeah oh yeah. that's true but Penix he is, is so good though he is really really good and i get it like if if people watched Michigan-Washington last night and you're like, okay, I'm out on Penix and McCarthy, like, what does he do, right? I understand it. I really do. I just, that body of Daniels, oh, man. I love everything about him. I do. I just he's tall, though. He's, at least he, he's 6'4". He if is, he could put on, like, 15 yeah, pounds, he's not going to be Anthony Richardson, but if he could I'm, put on, like, 15 pounds. Well, I'm, guess I'm more Anthony concerned Richardson about Penix right? with, they love. with two, two knees. Now, now, let me throw this at at you though because and it's completely it's twofold reckless speculation but i think it's going to be important to keep in in mind okay first of all as we have these discussions we're sort of having these discussions as the vikings have a consensus right now i wonder if quasi and to a certain degree o'connell are on the the same page here because o'connell's going to want to bring kirk back i think there's no question about that i don't think he's bsing there i think he wants kirk cousins back i don't know the front the front office is going to be as hardcore on let's bring Kirk back for That's all of the reasons yeah. that we've talked about. Now, let mm-hmm. me throw this out. The key to that would be this. The key to that would be getting cousins to agree to extend the termination of his contract. So the deadline, as, as we've talked about, and your friend, Joel Corey, the capologist brought up is right now, Kirk cousins basically needs to have a deal in place with the Vikings before the league New Year starts or the Vikings basically can't keep him. So what if they were to agree to an extension of said deadline and as a consensus between O'Connell and Quazy, perhaps allow Kirk to hit the market and the Vikings are bidders. So if the Falcons come in and they're like, okay, four years, we don't care. The Vikings are going to say, and, and O'Connell at some point in time, I think he loves Kirk, but you have to be realistic what you're going to pay a guy who's going to be 36 coming off an Achilles. So I think the best of both worlds is to allow Kirk to hit the market, redo that date, and at least give yourself a chance to bid. Because you know what? If if the Falcons are like, we'll give you a year, Kirk, but you're 36, you're going to be 36. Well, now the Vikings can keep him, and everybody's probably much so, happier. So basically, you're saying if you ideally you work something out before the dead before the league year starts that you feel comfortable with. If you're the Vikings, hey, it's got to be really team friendly. If he box at that, which he will, by the way, he will. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, you can say okay, kind of like the Ravens did in a different way with Lamar Jackson. Okay, let's let the markets cool. Like, let's let somebody else set the market. Correct. If if the okay, you go talk to the Falcons and they can make an offer. We're still interested, but let's see what the market says. Now he might get offended by that process, <laughs> right? You didn't give me what I want, so I'm gonna move on to other options. And by the way, while this is happening, you're trying to figure out Daniil Hunter's situation. Right. You're trying to figure out you need uh, right now. You don't have any meaningful like Harrison Phillips is your only real credible defensive lineman or edge rusher under contract. So, like, Hunter's a free agent. Wanham's a free agent. Bullard wasn't great, but he started a bunch of games for you this year. So you got to figure you got to figure out Kirk and all this other stuff. It'd be great to figure that out before the league year opens, so that you can focus your attention on building the car back up. Well, I mean, you can work out a deal anytime in the next two months, Judd. I don't even know. 
that speculation is necessarily reckless. To me, it makes a lot of sense. Now, are you allowed to kick the can? That's like what that I'm wondering. Is that that's what? In, in fact, I would need a capologist Joel, to clarify that. I, I yeah. bet you can. I bet you can kick that termination date to June first, which you you wouldn't get there, but it would now give. So, I think the mistake we're making in this conversation is to think that all of the key decision makers with the Vikings are on the same page here. Cause there's going to be a natural, if I'm an executive, let's explore things. Let's look at the draft. Right? So if, if, as Phil said, if you allow Kirk to, to say, you know what, Kirk, we, we, we love you. And in the right circumstances, which is not offensive, like, like if Kirk's like, I want three years guaranteed. And you're like, Kirk, we can't do, do that. No. And, so you say, you know what? Let the Falcons decide that. Let let's say the Steelers decide that. If they're going to blow you away, awesome, dude. Best of luck. Come if back to not, us. Let us let us have. Yeah, we take you back. I I think that's business. Like I don't think that's that's not like cutting him. That's not saying that we hate you. So they what's did. Up, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me. They did last year. Dalvin Tomlinson moved that void date like yes, by a month. Go. Remember? 100%. So I, now I don't know the dead. Like, can you kick it to June? Like, I don't know how far you can kick it, but they did do that with Dalvin Tomlinson last year, different position and money, but they there can do that. Yeah. I mean, I still think you can get enough information at the combine, you know, behind the scenes. Like shouldn't the Vikings have a good understanding on March 11th, March 12th, March 8th, where things stand across the league. I just, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, Jeff, what you said makes logical sense, but I'd like to think by the morning of March 13th, you would have enough clarity on what the league thinks of Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, one more Viking here that, that we should touch on from the locker room sessions. And one of the highest cap numbers to figure out in 2024 is Harrison Smith, who did kind of, you know, he's... He was, he basically said, if I re, if I retire, you're not going to know. I'm just going to you'll figure it out. I'll just disappear. But he it was kind of tongue in cheek. But you know, he's in his mid 30s. He's banged up. His shoulder hurts, and and it it felt like the first time where he was really publicly talking about. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Um, so at the at, he might retire, and then you actually save a bunch of money to your cap, but you also lose one of your you know key contributors in that defense. So. What's your read on Harrison Smith? I think he has no guaranteed money left, so you can easily go back to him and say, hey, let's let's figure something out here. Let's lower your cap number. We'll get you some guaranteed money. Um, I suppose you could try and trade him if you felt like you were going into a full rebuild, which I don't think they're going to do. But what's your, what's your general read on the Harrison Smith situation here, Dukes? Yeah, so I've texted a few people that Harry knows well asking, hey, how do you see that situation playing out? Two of them, Phil, texted me back asking, how do you think he played this year? Let me ask you that question before we go any further. How would you evaluate the play of Harrison Smith this year? He, I mean, certainly not as well as he played seven years ago. uh, But I thought he was much more effective in this system down around the line of scrimmage a lot more. I think, I think, I'll say this. I think Cam Bynum is unequivocally their best safety. Yes. I oh, think right Josh, now, yes. Josh Metellus yeah. is a safety in a different sort of hybrid role that Flores is using as a queen on the chessboard. Yeah, I don't even I think look Mate- at Metellus as a safety, but yeah. But Metellus is classified as a safety. I think in the role he's playing, he's a better, more valuable player right now than Harrison Smith. But Harrison Smith was still good. Not great, not all pro caliber, but that that's my own opinion. So 
me reading between the lines of two people texting me that is Harry, is he willing to come back if he can't play at the level that he's accustomed to? Mm. And so I think that is one thing he'll be wrestling with. Now, I also think at times he was compensating for the lackluster cornerback play. Yeah. Was he truly able to let loose like he normally can let loose? Now, hey, we'll never forget the performance in Carolina, right? I mean, he had some, you know, big-time highlights, right? But, like, for the body of work for the entire season, I don't know if he had the amount of highlight-type plays that he's used to making. So I think he's going to be wrestling with a lot of different things. I do know this. Brian Flores loves him. He loves playing for Brian Flores. But I think he's going through a lot of different things in his mind. I've never seen him so dejected as I did after that Bears game. You know, you think about that last play, the DJ Moore 37-yard completion that set up the game-winning field goal after the Vikings had gone ahead, finally scored a touchdown in that game on November 27th. Vikings go up 10-9, to right? All the defense has to do is get a stop. And DJ Moore, I think it was third down, in fact, right? DJ Moore, 37-yard completion to set up the game-winning field goal that Harrison Smith was a part of. I just, I don't recall, you know, I was in that post-game locker room. I don't recall... Harrison Smith ever being that upset, including after some playoff games. Like, I just, I've never seen him that beat up. So I just, I think, put it this way, I think Sunday post game, when he offered up the comments, he did. That was a highly emotional time. So I don't know how much stock I'm putting into 10 minutes after Sunday's game. But I think he is wrestling with a bunch of different things including whether he can still play at the high level that he's used to. And he also, like, that that's the far thing, too. It, it's the last day. Like, for a month now, half this team is going to be done, right? I'm going to retire. This is done. It's a, And then you get to the spring, and it's like, oh, I guess Correct. I could come back. And that's play. why, like, I'd love to tell you I know the answer right this right. second. I don't think he knows the answer, so there's right. no way yeah. I yeah. know the answer. But I'm just trying to lay out the case for some of the things that he's wrestling with. And this is where it'd be really nice to have a safety b- behind him who you drafted high, who could step in there and you wouldn't have to, to be concerned about it. Cause that contract, like you're not going to bring that back like that contract. And, and you know what, if he walks away, God bless him. He's an all time great ring of honor. Hell I put him in next year. Um, but that's the, I think the question is not so much what's he going to do, but when the inevitable comes and it's coming soon, who's going to replace him? Because that was the whole Lewis scene idea. That was the whole, if you had taken Kyle Hamilton idea, um, th- this team with Flores, and I agree with you, Dukes, I think he's back. Uh, you know, it puts a premium on safety play and safeties. And so the, the real question becomes if Harry calls him in, in a month and says, guys, I'm done. It's been great. And disappears. What's the replacement there? And do you now have another hole to fill potentially in free agency or the draft that you shouldn't have? That's the Yeah, problem. I mean, you do have some sort of hole to fill, but Cam Bynum is so good. I mean, that's another guy. You know, we don't talk about him much, oh, right? Yeah. And how much money do you want to invest in that position? But mm-hmm. you think about in a couple of years, like if you want to retain Cam Bynum, yep. what does that long-term contract look like? There are so many different questions. And you look at the landscape. I mean, I don't know if I would have had this opinion eight weeks ago, but, hey, Jordan Love can play, right? So the Packers seem well-positioned for the next couple years. Detroit certainly looks well-positioned 
for the next couple of years. The Bears seem well positioned. Two more top 10 picks. Caleb Williams or Drake may have picked one or trade that pick, invest in Justin Fields long term. They still have some cap space to play with. Like the Bears, I think, are in a pretty good position. So can't you make a case for the next couple of years of the four teams in the division that the Vikings are in the worst position? So why bring Kirk back? Sure. Then it circles back to that. Sure. And hey, I'm telling you, like these are conversations. To yeah. some extent, maybe not that directly, but to some extent that they will continue to have in Egan. What exactly does the next two years look like? Should we be investing a lot of money, even with Daniil? Is it worth paying Daniil a lot of money for his ages 30, 31, and 32 seasons? You know, you can go up and down the list, right? Hey, like, does it make sense for us to bring back Harrison Smith? Even if he wants to be back, even if he's willing to take yet another pay cut, like, do we really want him back? Does it make sense to re-sign Jordan Hicks? Right? I mean, these are all questions they have to ask themselves. Yeah. Uh, hey, we'll empty the scoop bag here in a moment. But, Judd, tell the audience how they can uh, lose a little weight here, refresh refresh their physique in the new year. Yep. January 1st, of course, has come and gone. but And that means that if you are planning to try to lose weight, feel good by spring, get fit, get into all, all of those clothes, there's only one way to do it, and that's through the help of the people that helped sports that a couple of years ago lose 40 pounds. Livia Weight Control Centers, they are not only going to help you drop that weight, but they are going to help you, most importantly, keep that weight off. That's right. It's going to be a new you for the long term. You are going to feel great, and they're now offering breakthrough weight loss medication options as well and here's the deal you talk about a deal you talk about a you know salary cap structure and we're talking about all of these convoluted difficult this one's easy to get three months for free that's right your first three months are going to be free you're going to drop all that weight it's going to be free 855 go l-i-v-e-a livia.com l-i-v-e-a.com oh uh, while we're refreshing things here how about deep cleaning that house for the first time in a while how long has it really been since you cleaned your carpets your air ducts all right it's uh it's it's dust mite season okay it can be mold season just a deep clean from zero res can be great and refreshing for you and your family a 4.9 rating out of five on google with seventeen thousand reviews so you know they're credible and here's what you can do you can ask for the score north special and get three rooms zero resified starting at just $119. You can also take $75 off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Ask for the Score North special at 9520 res or zero res Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same. Zero res. All right, Dukes, give us uh, some rapid fire scoops here to close out the pod. Well, last night was the Vikings rookie dinner. You would think I would know what the tab came to. I'm oh, working man. on that, but. I can only imagine how expensive that dinner was for for the rookies to pick up the tab on. I mean, gosh darn, I don't even know where they went off to find that out. But last night was was the Vikings rookie dinner. I had a late idea. I should have tried to put this together weeks ago. But with Michigan playing in the national championship, you know, having a good relationship with Josh McCallis, the former Michigan Wolverine, I'm like, hey, like there should be a watch party, right? So, but it came together way too late. He ended up saying, hey, I've got this rookie dinner to to attend, but I'll have to find out how much how much that ended up costing. Speaking of rookies, Makai Blackman told me in the locker room yesterday he wasn't sure if he needed some cleanup surgery on the shoulder. The shoulder was pretty dinged up. Like he fought through to give them something in that Green Bay game. But like I don't even know if he should have played in that Green Bay game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that shoulder 
really, really beat up. Also had a great conversation yesterday with Ivan Pace Jr. You would think, like, he'd be glowing. And he was a little upset. He's like, yeah, like, you know, I was pretty good early. Like, look at me in Philly week two. But then I dipped. He's like, I got to figure out why I dipped. Like, that's a guy you want, right? The Vikings just yeah, love having a gem. him for the next few years. He is a gem. Like, I thought he would just be glowing about how successful his rookie year was. And he was like, no, like, there's so much more I need to work on. Heck, Daniil Hunter told me that. You know, 22 tackles for a loss, 16 and a half sacks. Yeah, maybe he disappeared a little bit down the stretch. But Daniil Hunter, like, if you want to make a case, defensive MVP, yes, I get it. Like, I can also make a case for Bynum or Metellus. But probably the clear-cut Vikings defensive MVP, Daniil Hunter, and he's telling me yesterday in the locker room he feels like he left a bunch of plays on the field. So it's a locker room full of pretty good guys. Like, I don't think there was any sort of, you know, bickering or anything like that, even with, you know, heck, it went from 6-4 and four to 7-10, and 10, right? Mm-hmm. You win only one game after November 12th. That thing could have snowballed internally. I don't sense it's snowballed. I mean, you end up losing, and I think they understood, hey, we're down so many key players. Right, it's hard to win, but yeah. my sense, just being in that locker room, not just yesterday, but many times going back many weeks, I just I don't for any, you know, bickering, you know, fighting, anything crazy like that. On the Timberwolves, as I empty out my figurative notebook here, or literal, I guess, whatever mm-hmm. you want to term it, is Shake Milton. So Shake Milton is out of the rotation. I think the Wolves end up. We texted about this a few days ago, Phil. I think mm-hmm. the Wolves end up trading Shake Milton. But I also sense that is something he would happily welcome, that it just it hasn't worked out for probably myriad reasons. You know, he was given, you know, enough playing time early and just he couldn't make shots, right? Bottom line, just couldn't get the ball to go in the hoop. But, yeah, I think they end up doing something. They realize they need a little bit more bench power. They can use some shooting help. You can make a case for a backup point guard. You know, a guy like Monty Morris. I mean, there's any number of names. Doug McDermott, I think, would help them. Now that John Morant is out for the year, does Memphis trade Luke Kennard? Interesting. So there's a bunch of names you could keep an eye on. But I do think the Wolves, well, in fact, not even think. I mean, enough people have told me. I mean, they're working it. I mean, the trade deadline's still a month away. So I don't think anything is on the cusp. But Tim Connolly, others, Dell Demps, Matt Lloyd, they certainly are putting out enough feelers. And I think Shake Milton with that expiring or what is it, an option, a team can get out this summer from the Shake Milton contract. I think he is a very, very logical trade candidate. The Wolves, 25-10, and 10, still have a winning record over the 16-game stretch of playing teams above 500, 8-6, and six, 11 of the 16 on the road. They finish up the 16-game stretch tonight, Orlando, tomorrow in Boston. So worst case over the 16-game stretch with 11 on the road, you'll go 8-8, eight and eight, but I still think they end up winning one of the two. Like, Wagner is out tonight for Orlando. Carter is out tonight. So this isn't a full-squad Orlando Magic team tonight. Heck, Jason Tatum sat out last night for Boston. I wonder if he plays. I do think he'll end up playing tomorrow. But his ankle has been bothering him a little bit. So I think the Wolves can win one of these two to finish above 500. So, you know, I get it. They've lost some games recently, Phil. Some people are starting to wonder, you know, are they about to free fall? No, I think I think they're fine. I really do. I think they'll end up finishing top four. In the Western Conference, they'll get that goal of having home court advantage in the first round. Then it comes down to matchups. Who do they end up matching up against? What does the path look like? But they certainly are good enough to make a run come April and May. Yeah. 
Flagrant Howls later today, by the way. His back. I love it. Episode yesterday. There he is. Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department. And I'd love to tell you there's some Twins news, but crickets. Like, they weren't in on Shamanaya. Like, initially, Shamanaya was a name on their list. Hey, he's a guy that interests us enough as, you know, we look at acquiring a starting pitcher. But you started to look at the numbers on, you know, Flaherty, Heck Giolito, you know, Montes, Severino. They were not going as high as the Mets went on Sean Manaya. So that's another free agent starter off yep. the board. Yep. So we wait. Spring training in a month. Twins yeah, we do. I mean, twins it's not like you need to rush month. into we a got... Jorge Polanco trade. I still think Polanco We got twins fest, dudes. Come on. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, we're about 20 days from it. So yep. yeah, things yep. will pick up here pretty quick. But it's been crickets behind cool. the scenes on the twins. Yeah. Thank you, Doogie. We will do it See again you. for a reckless speculation Thursday this week. Look forward to it. See you, boys. All right, there it is, a little scoop session here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.